Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. Just had a quick question about a uh, stock I've owned before um, and made a little bit of money on, and it's dropped considerably. Digital turbine, symbol APPS. And provides unbiased answers. This is a pure growth company. Uh, it's a $61 stock. So, I have, frankly, that's fairly inexpensive for this kind of explosive growth. Invest Talk, over 32 million downloads and counting. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, September 14th, 2021. And as you know, September 14th means it's only seven days until the end of summer and fall starts. Coming around pretty quick. Be here before you know it. And of course, the fourth quarter starts right after that. So, you know, we're coming toward the end of the year. In the meantime, we can't let ourselves be distracted by anything. You've got to concentrate on your portfolio, not every day, but at least take a look at it and make sure that the positions you have are the ones you want. I looked at mine today, and of course a bunch of others, but I looked at mine today, and there's one position there I'm considering maybe I should get out of because why? Not because the stock went down, not because it went up, because of the changes that will affect it that China is making that affect an American company. See, so that's a a reason to consider getting out of a stock. Something changed that will affect the business. And that's a good reason to get out of a stock. It's not the same as you when you went into it. Anyways, so on this program podcast, our mission statement is always the same, independent thinking and shared success. That means I'm going to provide you with straight talk, honest answers, Information as accurate as I can give it to you, okay? And all without having a bias one way or another. We just give the facts. I'm Steve Peasley, and I encourage you to contact me with your financial investment questions. And when you do, you shape the program, the show, to your liking, where you want it to go. And if you never called, why don't you do it now? It's okay. You know, you can call anytime you want, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and leave your question. I want you to. Don't be afraid to leave questions. Really. You know, we'll, be, we'll get to them. I promise we'll get them pretty fast, too. So, and if you never called, why not do, don't do it now? Go ahead. Pick up the phone. So, you get, you get to interact with the show right now with, with what you want to know, and I guarantee you what you want to know other people want to know too. So no question is too simple or, you know, I don't want to say I'll embarrass myself. Don't worry about that. That's not, that's not something you should consider at all. Okay. So let's go ahead and get right to the first listener line question. Hey, Steve or Justin, this is Ben from Oregon. I had a question about URNM, uranium ETF. I'm pretty bullish on uranium for the next mid to long term. As it sits now, we're about 40% up my additional investment earlier in the year thanks to your guys advice curious it had a good run up today about eight percent 
is this something that I should take some of my games and have to cool off for a little bit, or do you think it's something I should add to and hopefully let it keep running up? Just curious, excited to hear answer on the podcast. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Well, if you have a proper position, 3%, 5% of your portfolio, you don't add to it. You let it run, and you only cut back when it gets to be a little bit heavier than you want it to be. Um, and this is a North Shore Global Uranium Exchange Traded Fund, ETF, seeking to provide investment results that before fees and expenses that invest in uranium. Okay? They're probably, mostly probably mining. Uh, anyways, um, so I like it. It's done very, very well. We happen to own one or two uranium com- uh, mining companies ourselves. We kind of like that play. Um, it's had a very good run. And whenever something's already run up, you shouldn't trace it with more position. That's not the right thing to do. When someone, something's had a very good run, the only consideration is I need to take some profits off the table, if anything. Or you just leave it alone. Now, do we think you have another more, more for the uranium to run? I kind of think so. I do. I let it, I leave it go. 888-99-CHART is our number, 888-992-4278. So what's on your mind? What do you guys want to talk about? My focus point today concerns a story about oil rises to near six-week high as U.S. supply concerns dominate. Okay. Oil. Oil has been very strong for, for some time. Do we think it's going to weaken? Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about that. The CPI number came out today. Remember, the PPI number came out last week. These are consumer price index and producer price index, and it's all about inflation. So we're going to discuss that. Housing in China is beginning to crash. There's a big article I read today, I thought I'd share it with you, about China's largest largest uh, uh, home construction company. Now, don't think of it like ours. I'm not, they're mostly apartments, but they're homes. You buy them in China, uh, not single-family houses like we have here. But that market, you know, has been very, very hot for a long time. Uh, not anymore. Anymore. Well, so we'll talk about that. And why are people quitting work? Remember, I talked about the quit work, quit rate last week and the week before. Well, there was a recent survey by People Management Reports, and I'm going to give you some statistics that I think are interesting. So those are what we're that, those are the things we're going to talk about, everybody. The market was down sharply today. The Dow was down 292 points. The Nasdaq down 68. Surprisingly, that was not as sharp a downturn as the Dow. And the S&P down 26. So we had an up day yesterday, but a sharper down day today. That's what's going on in the marketplace. But, of course, what do you guys want to talk about? I'm here. You know, I have a trivia question, as usually at the half-hour mark, but what else do you want to talk about? Do you know what a uh, – do you know what a – the term or – Financial condition or financial planning that called 50-30-20, the 50-30-20 rule. Are you familiar with that at all when it comes to your own personal finances? So I'm going to explain that. That's the trivia section. 
Uh, and again, that's going to be halfway into the show. So how did the market do? I just told you it was down sharp. Is it how's it been doing for the last, I don't know, couple of weeks? It seems to me doesn't feel very strong. Hasn't collapsed or anything. Just doesn't feel strong. So we'll see. We're moving into a break. I'm here now and taking your live calls. Really appreciate you giving me a call. 888-99-CHART. Of all the finance and investing podcasts and all the downloads in all the world, you've discovered Invest Talk. At this time, do you think it would be better to keep it in this bond or move it to cash? Looks like the sector is down today. So just thinking about, you know, potentially buying the dip. And since Invest Talk hosts Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are committed to answering your questions with their unique blend of expert insight and unbiased guidance, you've got to ask yourself one question. Why haven't you called Invest Talk? Hey, it's James from Australia. I'm loving the podcast. You know you listen. You know you should call. You know you want to call. Um, so I was wondering the best options for long-term growth. You'll get a reliable answer and the same positive feeling that tens of thousands of Invest Talk callers have already experienced. Thank you so much. I love the show. Don't forget to call Invest Talk. 888 chart Summer is fading fast. The fall season is just around the corner. You've got a portfolio to grow and protect, and this is no time to lose focus. So get your finance and investment questions together and call Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. They're ready with their unbiased answers. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen Justin, and this is Kashan. I was actually very curious about the company's sponsored 401k plan, specifically the Roth conversion. I have some money in pre-tax, and I want to actually roll that over, convert it into the Roth part of the 401k plan. I'm very confused about how to do so with the least tax impact, if that makes sense. So I know there might be a better time to do it, whether in the beginning, middle, or end of the year. I'm very confused on how to do so and appreciate any and all advice and appreciate the work you guys do. Thank you and take care. Okay. You can, when you doing a conversion, a Roth conversion into a regular conversion, a regular IRA or 401k, you can, you know, when you convert, you can switch over a lot more money than if you just individually, uh, in, you know, put money into there. You can convert a lot more than you can put, initial investment. Now, when you convert, everything you convert is going to be from from a non-taxable account to a Roth is going to be taxed as income. Okay, so you got to talk to your accountant. I am not an expert. It depends on your personal financial position. It, I don't think it really matters what time of the year that you do it, but how much, what's your tax bracket and how much will this impact your tax bracket? In other words, will you go up into the next bracket and then the next one after that when you do the conversion? I mean, all that income that you're converting and you've got to be turned into income, ordinary income. Remember, when you had a regular IRA, a 401k, you didn't have to pay taxes on that money. When a Roth, you have to pay, put money in after tax into a Roth. Then it's not taxed again ever, right? So it's a good idea to convert, but... You have to probably talk to your account. 
My focus point today concerns the story behind the headline. Oil rises to a near six-week high as U.S. supply concerns dominate. Hurricane Ida hit the Gulf Coast, Gulf Coast, and that that was a problem, right? Well, it's going to be another problem because another hurricane is developing in the Gulf. So there's going to be problems there. Um, government has agreed to sell crude oil from the National Emergency Reserve to eight companies under a scheduled auction to raise money for the federal budget. Not See, I disagree with that very vehemently. This strategic oil supply is supposed to be used for emergencies. We're not in emergencies. There's plenty of oil around the world. There were gushing oil everywhere. There's plenty of oil. Why? Just because we have a short-term blip didn't cause a huge price increase in the oil. It's not causing any disruption to the point where oil is double what it was or even up 10%. So what emergency is there? There isn't any. And yet we're releasing oil from our National Reserve, National Emergency Reserve. Remember, Emergency Reserve. Government's just just bowling its way into the free market system for no reason other than to produce money for the government. That's it. And I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Um, But that's what they're doing. Uh, OPEC, you know, they're increasing their, their, their supply slowly. They said they're going to reduce it. I don't see any evidence of that yet. Um, but we do have problems with the hurricanes. But we have that problems where those are well-known problems every year. Everybody knows about them. They, you know, let the the oil companies deal with them. I, I see the my Royal Dutch is uh, evacuating some of their platforms in the Gulf, and you know that you know it's it's just not it's not an emergency situation at all. And I don't think I think it's a wrong move on the government. Doesn't surprise me, but it's a wrong move by the government. Anyways, eight 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 ninety nine charters our number. Everybody, I'd love to give you, love to talk to you. Ask me anything financial, any kind of questions. So we're going to go to Jacob, who's in New York City. He wants to talk about gold and silver. Jacob, hey Steve, love the program. Um, Thank you. A quick question about silver and gold. So I've been following the precious metals market pretty closely for uh, about five years now, but more closely in the past two years. Um, just with the additional uh, stimulus coming into the market, expectations for inflation seem to be pretty strong and pretty consistent in mid-2020, now that we're going into uh, 2022. Um, curious what your thoughts are. It seems like a lot of analysts got the gold and silver prediction prices wrong. Um, so curious what your thoughts are going into 2022 for gold and silver and then also the gold miners. Well, I think the gold miners are going to do pretty well. They have been doing pretty well. The, the price of the gold is, is at currently makes them a lot of money. Okay, so the miners are going to do very well at this price point. Anything above, I don't know, thirteen, fourteen hundred is very good for the miners. Uh, I think, I think it's, I think it will easily go over two thousand dollars an ounce. I think it'll get there to two thousand by the end of the year. And that's only about five percent. Uh, inflation uh, from the CPI and PPI numbers I'm going to talk about later seem to be seem to have uh, softened a little bit, but inflation is at a much higher level than it used to be. So that's still going to have pressure on on 
on uh, gold and silver prices. We'll, we'll talk about that more when I get into the CPI and PPI numbers. Justin, I encourage you to call anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Please tell your friends to call. We want that. We want financial questions. We want you to answer. You can call anytime you want. So we love to have the questions. We love to have lots of questions to, to whatever you're interested in. So please call 888-99-CHARTS, 888-992-4278. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99Chart. 888 Give me a call. Talk about anything financial. And now I'm going to talk to Ricard in the Bay Area about Freeport Mac Moran. Ricard. Uh, hi, Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for the call. Uh, thank you for taking it. Um, I'm wondering if uh, FCX would be, uh, Freeport, if would be a good um, uh, play, not just on um, uh, commodities, but also on uh, clean energy, or should I pick um somebody, uh, another mining company that is more uh, specialized in, in specific, uh, other specific um, precious metals. I like Freeport MacMoran. Symbol FCX, everybody. Engage in exploration development of copper, gold, silver, molybdenum mines in Indonesia, North and South America. It's a $51 billion company, so it's big. Doesn't pay much of a dividend, like 1%. Uh, they made 55 cents a share in 2020, two cents a share in 2019, and then this year they're going to make $2.94 a share, next year $3.45 a share, and it's a $34 stock. So it's a 10 PE. Now, don't get too excited about that because the PE has been as low as six in the last five years. Their return on equity is low, which is something I don't like, even though I still like the company, 8%. Uh, I like to see it in the teens, and this is only 8%. They don't have a ton of debt. They have some, but not a ton. Um, management owns 1%, which is quite a lot when you're considering a $51 billion company. And mutual funds have been, there's been over 500 new mutual funds come into this stock, buying the stock in the last year. And mutual funds have about a 45% position in the company, mutual funds and other institutional funds. Um, it looks like it's trading sideways and has for several months now, uh, and it's in a range from 31 to 39. It was as high as 46 back in, what was it, May? And then it fell. Now it's been in this range. I think if you're going to buy it, this is the area, because right now it's 34.79. You want to buy it in the you know below 35 and you know, hold on to it, hopefully go back to 46, but it is underpriced based on its earnings. But I saw, I will say this, the earnings are, over the years, not consistent because of, based on gold and silver prices and copper prices. But see, I think copper prices in a long, long-term long bull phase. I think silver and gold will, pro, silver is also long-term because it, those are metals people use. Gold is a, you know, precious metal, so is silver, but gold is the, 
the, the prime, premier precious metal. And that's going to go up based on fear, inflation, that kind of thing. And I still like the company. Are there better ones out there? Possibly, but I, I, don't, I don't know any off the top of my head. Ricardo, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. I really do. Thank you. Okay, uh, let's see. Did I go over the oil point? Yeah, I did do oil, didn't I? Okay, let's talk about the CPI and the PPI numbers. Now, PPI came out last week, producer price index, and PPI showed an increase of 0.7 tenths of 1% and the month before. Now, this is for August, okay, and the month before is 1%. That's July. So that was pretty high. CPI, though, only came in at 3 tenths of 1% increase. It was up half a percent the month before. But the core uh, CPI was only up one-tenth of one percent. It was up three-tenths of cent the month before. So it may be we have a peak in on inflation. Now, I want to warn you, peak, might, though it may be, I don't know if it's going to fall. And that peak means if it stays up there, we're running around 5%, 5.5%. 4.8, you know, somewhere in that range of inflation. And that's twice it was before the COVID thing hit. Twice inflation rate. It was, so we're at an elevated level of inflation. And I'm not sure we're done. I'm going to talk a little bit here about the, you know, the survey about people quitting their jobs. And that seems to me that we might be seeing um, wage inflation coming in. I mean, every, all the inflation so far we've seen has been pretty much uh, 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 services and products, okay? Consumer goods, services, you know, so not in wage inflation. But now I'm thinking we're starting to see it. I mean, we know that many major companies announced that their minimum wage is going to be bumped up to $15 an hour next year or later this year or next year. Uh, and other companies having trouble keeping people. I mean, I, I can see that happening. I think that's another leg of this inflation story that's going on right now. So just be aware, okay? CPI and PPI are, are important numbers, but they're not the only numbers that count. You know, that, that that's talking about the prices of things, okay, from the, at the producer level and the consumer level, not the not the cost of labor of the, of producing those things. So cost of labor, keep an eye on it. If that's an issue that we need to look at now. Now, do you do do you realize that the majority of the U.S. population should be able to save much more money than they are? We've talked about that. They should be saving much more money. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. As it applies to personal budget guidelines, what is the 50-30-20 rule? 50-30-20 rule. After the break, I'll supply the answer, but for now, my phone lines are open, and I really do encourage you to give us a call, 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy, and where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip, or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. 
Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with Audio Companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief risk alize quiz. 888-99 chart. So we had a, a trivia question, which I normally do every day before the break. And I said, and it was as it applies to personal budget guidelines, what is the 50-30-20 rule? Now, according to long-proven 50-30-20 rule, when it comes to managing their income, your income and expenses, people should set aside 50%, 50% of your budget for essential expenses such as housing and food. A 30% limit maximum for non-essential spending. Okay. Going to Starbucks every day or two or three times a day, having an expensive cup of coffee is not essential. Okay? Essential means... Uh, so that Starbucks is in that 30% non-essential spending. So that kind of spending. And then you set aside 20% for savings. 20%. How many of you do that? Nobody. I'm hoping to get you to do 10 to 15. I, I, it would be great if you saved 20. You know, if you started your career, getting first, getting out of school, whether it's high school or college, you started saving 20% of your money and investing, you'd be rich. When you get to your 40s, 50s, or 60s, you'd be rich. Because that's how that powerful that is if you start early enough. So... Think about that. Think about that. It's just, it's just, it's common sense, really, if you want to know the truth. Also, here's a bonus fact. Only 47% of Americans with a credit card say they have been able to pay their bill in full every month for the last year. So that means 53% of people can't pay their credit card bill every month. That needs to be changed, too. If you're spending too much on your credit card and you can't pay it off every month, that means you're spending more than you earn. Can't do that. That's not good. 
Okay, let's go to Adhid. Adhid. Adhid in Fremont. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, what is your uh, take on uh, ZM Zoom, which is Zoom video? It went up very high, but now it's going down. Okay. Zoom Video Communications offers cloud-based software platforms for video and audio conferencing, chat, and online collaboration. Of course, it took off because everybody was Zooming and every other kind of video conferencing during COVID. And now that it's over, people are going back to work. It's not over, over, but people are going back to work. The stock prices come way down because the assumption is it'll be less demand for this kind of services. Now, you can also just look at the growth rate. I mean, during the uh, uh, 2020, this company was growing 300, 400%. Okay. Now, the, this most April and this April quarter just passed, it grew 191%. And July quarter just passed, it grew 54%. That's why it's come off its high price. Now, the high price was pretty darn high. Uh, we're talking a stock that got up to $588 a share, and today it's $281 a share, so cut in half. Uh, and meanwhile, you look at the earnings and say, well, why? You know, the earnings are still very strong $4.83 this year, $4.76 last year. But the earnings coming come afterwards. See, so remember, investors look forward. This is why this is coming off and has been coming off. It's high. Everybody look forward and say, okay, we're going to get back to work, and Zoom is going to be less in demand. Now, before that, all the way, go back to December of 2019. So the 1st of January of 2000, before COVID hit, this stock took off. And all during the COVID year, it took off even more because everybody was anticipating Huge growth, and they got it. Now they're anticipating coming back to earth, and it's going to make $4.75. So how much is it worth if it's growing 50%? Well, $100, $150 at the most, and it's $281. So I would not be a buyer at this stage. I would not. You want to wait till it comes down and goes sideways. Company is a very good company, very well run. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just very, very expensive. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. That's Zoom, Z-M, Zoom. Let's keep things moving forward and go back to the Talk Voice Bank for a question that came in earlier. 888-99-CHART. Hey, good day, gentlemen. This is Big Al from Florida. The reason I'm calling is I'm looking to start a position in Johnson & Johnson. I wanted to get your guys' opinion on how it looks right now. Do you think this is a good entry point? I'm not looking to buy on the news. I'm looking to uh, put a forever position in, if you know what I mean. Thanks, guys, for all you do. Okay, then this is a uh, Johnson Johnson has come down off $179 to a recent 164 today, and that's about a, right in the range where you want to be a buyer, 160 to 165 in that range. I think is a good price. So I would wait a little bit more. It looks like we're in a corrective kind of phase, a little bit of correction so far, not a tremendous amount. But Johnson Johnson is you know huge company, 433 billion dollars, 433 billion. Makes it's always grown its earnings every year. It's always grown sales every year. It's not a growth stock, uh, but it's gonna it's gonna make ten dollars and forty seven cents next year. It's a hundred sixty four dollar stock. So was that sixteen PE, and the range is twelve to twenty one. So it's fairly priced right where it is. Not overpriced, not underpriced. I think 
you'll get it at a lower price if you're patient. I think you'll get a lower price because it'll probably come down with the market. Uh, recent quarter sales dramatically went up because of their vaccine. Well, that's not going to be like that every year. So I think it just got to be a little bit patient. Great company to own for long-term pays a 2.6% dividend. Maybe you can get it at 3% if you know, the price comes, uh, stock comes down a little bit more, which would be nice, pretty nice dividend. Johnson Johnson is one of those companies you put in your portfolio and just ignore it. But you want to buy it right. That's the thing you got to do with Johnson Johnson. Appreciate the call. JNJ was a symbol, by the way. 888-99-CHART. Okay, housing in China is starting to crack. It looks like it's going to crash to me. It looks like it is crashing, but they're going to hide it, as they always do. Evergrande, Evergrande is one of their biggest Chinese developer, okay, called Evergrande. They have millions of housing units under construction all across China. Huge, huge company. The Chinese wanted to get into the housing market because it was so hot, so they would give Evergrande huge deposits, $100,000 for for apartment. They give, and so Evergrande has all that money, and it's running out of money. It can't finish the projects. It took on too much too fast, and it can't finish the project. It doesn't have the asset. At the same time, last year, the Chinese government kind of cracked down on some of the financing these big companies, these housing companies, you know, have been operating under. They do it differently there than here. Trust me, we, you can't apply the same rules that we have here to them. doesn't work. In other words, a bank doesn't see if they can pay their loan and banks, you know, it's not, not like that. They would borrow, borrow money from some other company. It, they don't borrow necessarily from the bank. Well, China's trying to clamp down on that, you know, to some degree, and, of course, it's causing huge headaches. Now, will this company Evergrande go under? No, it won't. The Chinese government will come in and save it and take it over, you know, somehow, some way. Some, but I think a lot of Chinese are going to get, 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 get pretty – they're going to get somehow, somehow, they're going to get screwed in some way, somehow. Okay? Um, so – the housing crisis bubble is bursting in China, and it needs to. It's been it's been way over way overdue, way overdue. We're talking about billions of dollars and millions of apartments not uh, halfway built and constructed. And I'm telling you, the government will come in and finish them, but they're also going to cut way down. They come crack down. People are using that, speculating on property. You know, like here, we would do that. People do here do that. Speculating on property, buy buy a piece of property and you know, try to turn it six months later and make some money. They're doing they've did that big time in China, and I think that the Chinese government is going to crack down on that. Matter of fact, I know they are. They've already taken steps to do that. Let's go to Daniel and Son of Sunnyvale. How you doing, Daniel? Great, Steve. Good to talk to you. Listen to you guys every day on twelve twenty here. Thank you. Uh, Palo Alto. Just had a quick question about a uh, stock I've owned before um, and made a little bit of money on, and it's dropped considerably. Digital turbine symbol APPS. Just wanted your take on timing on maybe getting back in. It's dropped about twenty percent from where okay. I sold it. Okay, let's take a look. Develops mobile software that enables mobile content distribution and transactions. Okay, mobile content enables mo- mobile content distribution and transactions. 
They, you know, uh, they they went from seventy four cents a share, which was it made in two thousand twenty one, from twenty cents two thousand twenty, from eight cents before that. Now this year, two thousand twenty one, seventy four cents. Next year, a dollar sixty one, and then two thousand twenty three's estimates in for two dollars and thirty cents, and they're growing well over a hundred percent, hundred fifty percent, and the most recent quarter, two hundred sixty percent since sales. So management owns six percent. It's a five point nine billion dollar company. So it this is a pure growth company. Uh, it's a sixty one dollar stock. So, and frankly, that's fairly inexpensive for this kind of explosive growth. Fairly inexpensive. I mean, I know if I say they're going to make two dollars and thirty cents, it's a sixty-one dollar stock. You're looking at a, you know a thirty PE, twenty-nine PE, and people say, "Well, that's not cheap." It's cheap if the company is growing a hundred percent per year. That's cheap. So I can understand what you're thinking and. Is it good time to buy? Well, it looks like it put in the bottom right at forty-seven fifty-seven, and today it's sixty-one. It does move quite dramatically, so you realize that you have to understand that you're gonna—it's a roller coaster for you. But I, you know, you might wait to see if the market corrects and pulls it down. But I, I frankly think this is a pretty good price right here at sixty-one. So maybe put on half a position here. And if it breaks above 70, I just put on the rest. If it breaks down to like the high 40s, low 50s, I buy the other half. That's how I'd probably play it. Okay? Good company. Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate it. Well, September is moving along pretty good. Summer is ending next week. And soon we might be thinking about the holiday season. I'm already thinking about it. But, you know. And, you know. On almost every podcast, I really do try to talk about the company a little bit. Our company, KPP Financial, we're in Irvine, California, in Orange County, between LA and San Diego. And our company is a little bit different than others because we practice, we, we, we put our money where our mouth is. If we, want to, if we buy a stock, we buy it for ourselves personally and everybody else at the same time, same price in our various programs. So I put my money where my mouth is. I think that's probably one of the biggest differences between us and others. Um, and, you know, we do we do this, we call it parallel investing. We do it, we have been doing it for years, and we will continue to do it because I believe, I believe in it. If you want us to take a look at your portfolio, we'll take a look at it for you and try to figure out if it is suitable for you based on your risk tolerance and how much risk you want to take. We'd be happy to do that for you. All you do is call KPP Financial in our Irvine, California office, or send us an email. You can go to our website, investtalk.com, click on the Contact Us button. That's an email that comes directly to me. There's all kinds of ways to get a hold of us. And we'll take a look at your portfolio. We'll run it through our systems. We'll sit down and talk to you. We won't try to talk you into anything. We don't do that. I do not do that. I don't let anybody off in the office do that. So we really do want to help people. We like it. I want to. If you want me to help you, I'll help you. Okay. Next up, another voice paint question. This is Invest Talk, everybody. Our Invest Talk mission 
is to help you make better investing decisions. To do that on your own, thumbs up or thumbs down choices based on good, solid investing principles. But we need your questions to keep us on track. 888-99-CHART or click on Contact Steve or Contact Justin on investtalk.com. Hey, Stephen Justin. I'm calling in from Alaska. I love the show. Thank you. I had a question for older people, say about 50 years old, who have lived about paycheck to paycheck their entire lives and they don't have much save for retirement. And they want to get started with that. Now, since they're older and they have less time, my question is, is there a, a better choice for an investment vehicle as opposed to like an IRA, Roth IRA, 401k, brokerage? Looking forward to hearing your answer. Um, thanks again. Bye. Unfortunately, you're limited. your choices are very limited. Uh, Roth IRA, regular IRA. If you're self-employed and you make income, you can set up a SEP. IRA in which you could put up to eighteen to twenty five thousand dollars away. I, I'm, a lot more money. You have to talk to your accountant. Depends how much you earn. You know, there's all kinds of little rules. But you can put more money away if you're self-employed. All that self-employed money can be put into a retirement. A lot of it can. Um, if you're not, you're stuck with an IRA that has a maximum of fifty five to sixty five hundred, depending on your age. The older you are, the more you can put in. The upper limit, but still, you're only limited to you know sixty five hundred dollars. It's pretty low, so you, you got there is no other vehicles really, depending on your work income sources. Okay, so you got to talk to somebody. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in now. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Now is a good time to call Invest Talk. My question has to do with insuring residential rental properties. Got a question for Steve or Justin? What do you think a target price to get in would be? You're the best person to ask it. 888-99-CHART. No two portfolios are alike. And every investor has a unique set of circumstances. The best way to get answers that correspond with your situation is for you to submit your questions to Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. The 24-hour listener line never closes. So don't forget to call InvestTalk. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Jose in San Francisco. Jose. Hey, how are you? Um, I'd like to know your thoughts on uh, Digital Ocean, ticker symbol COCN. I'm I'm trying to buy it, but on a pullback, but it doesn't pull back. I want to know if it's uh, should I just buy it or? Well, what? boy, you're right. It just hasn't pulled back much, has it? Okay, let's look at it. Uh, Digital Ocean Holdings. It's a fairly new company. IPO'd out in March, so. You know, it's six months. It's if it's going to fall, it's going to fall very shortly because the insiders get to sell after six months and lock in some of profit. So, I would be a little bit patient with it. Uh, what does it do? It offers cloud-based, on-demand infrastructure and platform tools for accelerated innovation and productivity. Sales are growing very strong, twenty to thirty-five percent per quarter, and has been doing that for almost two years. 
Their earnings are going to be 28 cents this year and 57 cents a share next year. It's a $76 stock. So it's really expensive. Even based on really strong growth, it's still pretty expensive. And it has lots of debt. Um, I, I, I would, Jose, I think I'd be patient. I think you'll get a pullback. I think you'll get it back into the 60s. And I think that's where you would be a buyer. If you're going to wait, I, I, I would wait. Even if it takes off and you'd miss it, you miss it. But I wouldn't pay, overpay for it at this stage. As I said, insiders are going to start taking some money off the table and, and they're going to sell some of it. And that usually means that the stock will go down. And we are overdue for a correction in the entire market. So you've got a couple of things that I think are working against you for this thing to go straight up, continue to go straight up. It could, I've seen it many times, continue to go up, but it shouldn't. But it could. <laughs> so I would, I would not buy, your, 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 it would be chasing it at this point, chasing the profit. And invariably, the last man aboard gets hit. You'll be the last one to buy it at this price and then turn moral and turn down. That's how that invariably happens. Have you noticed that ever happened to people out there? By the way, thanks for the call. Thanks for the stock, Jose. I appreciate it. Okay. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278 is our number. If you don't, can't, or won't call us during the live show, please do so afterwards. Please leave your questions. We will get to them. I promise. Okay. Why are people quitting working? Why are they quitting working? Why? And I've talked to you about the quit rate. Quit rate is the rate of how many people are quitting their jobs. What percentage of people are quitting the job? Not being laid off or anything, just quitting to go get another job. And that rate is pretty high. Well, there was a survey done. 48% of, of, of employees thought about changing jobs in the last year. And they asked a companion, several companion questions with the survey. One of them was, do you not like your boss or do you have a bad boss or a bad manager? Of those people who said yes to that, 63% are looking for another job, are going to be looking for a job in the next 12 months. Those are high, high numbers. 73% say they are burned out. I don't know how you're burned out, but that's what they say. 60% of employees work in office on site, but 49% more, 49% want to move. For, they still, in other words, the 49% that, that don't work in it, the, the percentage that doesn't work in the office, 49%, almost half of those want to work from home. So I, I, it seems to me... I, we got a lot of people that don't like working in the office, don't like the pressures, and they're expressing their dislike by moving on to another job. And I think that is going to produce, as I said earlier, in wage inflation. Because there's plenty of jobs out there and more less harder and harder to find qualified people. And those qualified people are perfectly willing to quit. Go find another job. So I find that's very interesting. I guess that's why I love doing this. All this stuff is interesting to me. Maybe it's not interesting to you, but it's interesting to me. How's this going to play out? Uh, wages going to go up sharply in the next year or two or three? We'll see. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family and ask them to ask, call, and ask questions. We would love that. The podcasts are free. 
free downloads. You can get it at uh, uh, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. So, pretty appreciate that if you did. And if you do download from iTunes, please rate us. We would love to have some ratings in there to see how we're doing. And if you do rate us and it's positive, we'll push you in front of the line if you ask a question. We will. Independent thinking and shared success. This is the best talk. Enjoy the evening, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461.